this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And you're listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome to another episode. We are so glad that you have tuned in to listen yeah. to our podcast. Um, we are closer to Christmas, yet another week has gone by. And um, we are just excited to have the opportunity to speak to you. We want to say thank you to all who have tuned in the last couple of weeks for our episodes. Um, I know last week we had um, a really good episode. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of uh, conversation and discussion about it. And um, we're just excited to get into more stuff this week. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's just great to always be back and have the opportunity to not only speak about uh, things that are going on, you know, in the world in general, like a lot of times we speak about new music or Christian artists or any, you know, popular topic or subject uh, that is either in our hearts at the moment or maybe even popular um, in culture as well. Uh, but I really want to give a, a special shout out uh, to not anyone in particular, uh, but to those people that are there for you when you need to vent. You know, we had an episode uh, recently on why I stay and the reasons why we stay in church and all this other stuff. Um, and I was having a conversation with a friend about points, uh, bullets that we hit on uh, those episodes. And, you know, there came a point where we were renting or, you know, just sharing our frustrations that sometimes even though we stay and we, we're in this walk and, you know, we, we believe in God and we trust in God and all that good stuff, you know, you can't help that in your humanness or because of uh, certain situations, you kind of get frustrated with either uh, your progression or you get frustrated with those around you or you just get frustrated, period, um, you know, and we were having this really good uh, conversation and in one moment, I remember I was just going in and then I just stopped and I was like, Are, what, did I say something wrong? And they were like, no, no, no. I'm just giving you the opportunity to get it all out. Um, and I think that's really good where you if you're ever having a conversation with someone and you're venting or they're venting, that you give them that space and you give them that allowance to be able to share everything that they have to share. You know, that you don't jump in, that you don't interrupt, that you don't throw at them the Christian slogans that we all know um, that do have um, that do have power and that are true. But sometimes in the heat of the moment, that's not what you need to hear. You just need to be given the opportunity uh, to get it all out. So if you are that person uh, that is there for your friends um, when they're feeling the need to vent um, and you give them the opportunity, you are the man or you are the woman <laughs> uh, because that is very needed. And I think especially in our Christian circles that, you know, who if you know sometimes it's very difficult because of stigmas and things that we've spoken about in previous episodes where sometimes we don't feel the freedom and the liberty to share how we feel in our thoughts and you know our, our whatever situation we be going in in the moment that when you do find someone that you feel comfortable enough speaking with you don't want them to then get into the super Christian holy mode and kind of shut you down because then you'll be like, you know what? I thought I can speak to you, uh, but I can't. But for those of you that are awesome and that you're there for your friends and that you allow them and you give them that space to uh, let it all out in a non-judgmental non manner, uh, then, yo, kudos to you. You guys are the bomb. Yeah, and I think it's important to also uh, keep in mind in those moments when you're listening to someone vent or you know, kind of pour their heart out. I know this is something I sometimes struggle with where you're almost thinking of a response and what <laughs> to say back, Yeah. you know? So as a person is talking and venting, you're not really listening. You're 
formulating a response. Yep. You know, and a lot of times, even in that moment where, you know, this person is venting and speaking to you, you're not really giving that 100%, you know, attention to that mm-hmm. person. And instead, you're kind of coming up with ways to answer what can I say? What, you know, what's the right thing to say? And sometimes you don't really have to say anything, but allow the person to just, you know, let out those emotions and just get it out. Um, most times it's, you know, when the person does that, hearing themselves they're able to process the information mm-hmm. and sometimes on their own they're able to kind of come up with a solution or as they're speaking they're able to say like you know well it's actually making more sense now and they may even discover you know a new perspective or a new way of thinking of things you know um i think it's really important to you know communicate those uh feelings and expressions and just you know, making sure if there's something on our hearts or something that, you know, is bothering us or just something that we're processing that we have the freedom to express it. And we have those, you know, strong individuals around us that are wise to just know when it's time to speak and know when, you know, they just they're there to listen and let us let those things out and then give us, you know, their thoughts and ideas. Yeah. And you know what? And I and at the end of it also, it's good when you do have those opportunities, because it's 100% therapeutic where the minute you get it out, the minute that you've either said it out loud or you shared it with someone, you know, all of a sudden you get this like sense of, you know, your vision is cleared where maybe because of the frustration and because you needed to then you had it all bottled up, you don't see like either a solution or you don't see uh, the other side or, you know, you're just you're just stuck in the fact that you're upset and you're frustrated and you're this and you're that or whatever. But once you get it out there, it's kind of like, you know, the clouds part and the sun, you know, shines down. Now, all of a sudden you're seeing it uh, with new new eyes. And that's good, too, because then you're able to process your own situation and address it and move forward with it with a clearer mind rather than, you know, just being bottled up and frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, especially around this time, I know we kind of keep talking about it around Christmas time. There are those that, you know, may feel a little extra lonely or may, you know, feel a little more emotional than normal. You know, um, I'm a teacher and I was talking to my students about this as we were reading um, a story this week. And um, it's funny because even at their age, you know, ninth grade, Mm -hmm. they some of them do feel those emotions around Christmas time. And you look at them, they have families, you know, they have uh, traditions, you know, among their family, different things like that. But there's just something about the holidays that for some people gets them in, you know, their feelings or in a (laughs) mood. And um, even sometimes, you know, we may not think about it or think that they feel that way, but our young people, can mm-hmm. also get into that and experience those emotions. So it's just important around this time to just be extra, you know, um, uh, attentive to individuals and just keep an eye out on those close to us and those, you know, in our circle. And um, there are people who have opportunities to give back. There are those that have, um, you know, certain platforms to be able to do, you know, big things. And I know today you sent me a video oh, yeah. of someone that kind of did that as well. Tyler Perry, um, you know, was giving back. And how did that happen? I mean, he posted something that it was supposed to be anonymous. Yeah. Um, and I guess his name ended up being revealed that it was actually him that was doing this. But was it again that he was doing? Yeah, so it was really cool. Actually, I had we had spoken about last week uh, about Pastor John Gray and, you know, what he had done in reference to giving back to his church uh, community and, you know, Um, the way that he uh, allowed them an opportunity to uh, be blessed uh, by the church. And I actually had seen this on uh, Pastor John Gray's 
uh, Instagram feed, and then I saw it was Tyler Perry, so I went to his, uh, and it was really cool. Simply what, you know, Tyler Perry did was uh, he chose two locations, I believe, in Georgia or Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, it was two WalMarts. Yeah, he chose uh, two WalMarts um, where people and he. What he did was that he walked in and he paid off uh, everyone that had things on layaway. So you know, let's say they had their Christmas shopping on layaway, or they had you know clothes, whatever it was. He just paid off everything, and he was like, if you had anything on layaway. Uh, by December 6th at 9.30 a.m., anything that was done before December 6th, 9.30 a.m., you know, I've paid for it already. So you can just go and pick up whatever it was. And, you know, and I, and I thought that that was pretty awesome because, you know, it's the holiday season. And a lot of people are, you know, that's how they do it. That's how they try to, you know, get the little or, you know, even the much. You know, some people, they, they, they can't afford all the gifts to pay it off at once. So what they do is that they start. You know, they put it on layaway and little by little they pay it off in hopes that by the time Christmas is here, they've already paid it and they can take it home and, and you know, give it to their, their kids and their families and all of that. So there's a lot of people out in Georgia, uh, in Atlanta at the moment who had things on layaway and it's waiting for them. It's paid off. And that's yeah. that's crazy. I mean, talk about a Christmas miracle. I know that's something yeah. that a lot of people um, around this time, they they mentioned they're waiting for a Christmas miracle or mm-hmm. they're praying for a Christmas miracle. And, um, you know, that's Tyler Perry on a huge platform. You know, he has yeah. a very big platform and he's able to, you know, buy those people's products and, you know, pay for it, you know, for them. And a lot of times I think, you know, on our end, we're looking at it like, well, I'm the one that needs to get things you know, <laughs> paid for and I need help and things like that. But there are plenty of ways that we can help you know, those around us and give back as well. And it doesn't have to be on that big, you know, on that level or on that huge platform, but there are small things that we can do to just, you know, give back and help those um, around us, whether that's contributing, you know, to certain organizations or in your church. Um, I know our church, you know, we've been, our ministry has been collecting toys the last few weeks, uh, to send to children in Honduras, um, to our church over there in Honduras. And the last few weeks, we've been getting a lot of, uh, donations and toys from our church and, you know, a few people outside of our church. And we've had certain people say, listen, I can't go to the store. I can't make it to the store for whatever reason. I don't have transportation. I don't have this. I don't have that. But, you know, here's $20. Here's $10. And, you know, $10 for some may be like a lot of money. They may need those $10. And, you know, for others, it's probably just like they can they can give it with no problem, you know. But regardless of the background, regardless of what you can give, you know, it makes a difference. It's the attitude behind the giving. It's the motives behind the giving. If you're giving to have people see you and applaud you, then obviously, you know, we know the roots of that. But when you're giving the little that you have, God takes the little that you have and he can do a whole lot. And, you know, that's a lesson that I have learned. And, um, you know, it's just great to see people come together for moments like this to just, uh, you know, contribute and be of a blessing. And especially when it's done in the kingdom of God, when it's done in the church, I think the church begins to fulfill its role when it Mm -hmm. does these things. Yeah. And, you know, and we are God's hands on earth. And I think that, you know, Doing things like, for example, like what Tyler Perry did or what our local church does or things that any church uh, does. Sometimes we don't see how impactful or how powerful they are. You know, you are being a miracle for somebody else and not even noticing it. You know, whether it's on the big scale like Tyler Perry, where he may be paid off for our whole families, you know, Christmas 
you know, wish list or whatever, or, you know, with the little things. And I say little things and it's not to like diminish it, but I'm just maybe I should not have said that. But anyways, um, you know, the, the simple things that we can do uh, and we're like, you know, we don't think about it twice. But to somebody that was a miracle, that gift you gave them, that offering you gave them you know, that prayer, that hug, whatever it was that you went out of your way uh, to give to someone else, uh, that is maybe what they needed at that moment. And that is a miracle. That is something that they were, you know, praying to God for, like, God, I need A or I need B or God, you know, just show me that I am not alone. Just show me that I'm not fighting this, um, you know, with with no help. And, you know, you were the tool that God used uh, to glorify himself and to be like, hey, I'm here with you. And, you know, that that's you can never you can never take for granted or you can never um, don't ever think that, oh, that was nothing. You know, God can glorify himself in that. Yeah, God can glorify himself in anything when it's done, you know, with the right heart, with the right mind and it's done to bless others. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of miracles and, you know, Christmas miracles there, um, you know, I think it was released uh, this past week, a trailer for a new movie. Yeah that just by watching this trailer <laughs> you definitely can tell that it's going to be an awesome movie and um it's called breakthrough and uh the trailer was released you can go look it up and it's based on a story from an assemblies of god church um and it revolves around john smith yeah. and a miracle that he received and um he was pretty much uh 45 minutes with no pulse yeah and was about to be declared uh dead mm -hmm. and all of this and in that there's a whole story we'll, we're gonna get into but pretty much he you know began to breathe again and there was a pulse and um they took his story put it into a film and easter of 2019 mm -hmm. it's being released and i think you know we've spoken so many times on this podcast about you know supporting christian media supporting you know christian films and music and this is something that's definitely face faith based and something that we should round everybody up to go and check out yeah and um you know again john smith uh i think he was 14 years old yeah. when when this happened um and just looking at the trailer i know i sent it to you um mm -hmm. what was your uh <laughs> response to the trailer well the funny thing was that i you had sent me the trailer i was at work on my desk um so i had just clicked on it and i looked at it with no volume and there's this scene which is a very impacting scene that even with no volume i was like whoa yeah i was like whoa and then when I got home, finally, I, I rewatched it again with the volume and I wasn't disappointed. And I think that, you know, the story is a powerful story. It's a true story, which makes it even more incredible, uh, you know, because there's times that we can, you know, you can have a story that's created and it'd be impactful and you walk away feeling blessed. But then there are stories that you that you are impacted, that you are blessed and you walk away with the certainty that this actually happened. Yeah. And if it happened for this person, it can definitely uh, happen for me. So, you know, I, I was really impacted. I was like, OK, I'm down. We're going to watch that. And I think it's important, like you said, and we've said it many times before, that we support Christian projects, whether it's a movie, whether it's a book release, whether it's, you know, an album release, whether it's an event that's happening, whatever it is. Uh, but, you know, faith based projects, it's important. You know, and what I what I really liked also um, was that the it's a and you were the one that pointed it out. It's, it looks like a quality film. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like a rinky dink, you know, thing that was done in somebody's backyard or whatever. It looks like quality. They have actors in it that do have credits. 
um, which says a lot in the sense of that, you know, they're putting money into the film. So this is mm -hmm. something that the movie industry or the people that produce the, 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 the film actually believe in to put, you know, these people into the film, to put the money to make it a really good quality film says a lot about the film already. Um, so, you know, support, be out yeah. there, watch the movie. And the whole premise of the story is of the movie is that John Smith was, um, you know, 14 years old at the time. It's in the St. Louis area it was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day and the kids were off from school and he was with friends and they went off, you know, into a lake. And um, it was in the wintertime in January. The lake was frozen and they just kind of kept going further and further away from the shore, not realizing that the ice was growing thinner yeah. and thinner and thinner. And he ends up falling into the um, into the lake and was in the lake for 15 minutes. Yeah. And under the water. Under not, the water. Not floating above right. the surface. Like he was under the water for 15 minutes. And pretty much he was there motionless at the bottom of the lake and, you know, was dead. Um, they came, the fire water rescue, they, you know struggle to get him out and we see that in the film in the yeah. trailer you kind of see that struggle that it wasn't something um easy and you know they did the whole thing perform cpr they said they performed cpr for 27 minutes and that he was without life for 45 minutes and you know the doctor his name was dr sutterer <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Sutter. I'm like, how do you pronounce that? Called John's mother into the room. And I guess they were getting ready to record uh, the time of death. Yeah. And I mean, that's like when you really have to face, you know, your situation and just, mm -hmm. okay, like it's over, you know, when they pronounce that time of death. And the mom's name was Joyce. The doctor calls her into the room and it says that she began praying. Yeah. And I mean, this is that powerful scene that you see in the movie where she's calling out you know, to God and pretty much, you know, calling on the Holy Spirit to save her son. And, um, you know, the mom does this whole, you know, elaborate thing and, and praise the doctor and, you know, recounts the story. And they actually, um, in an article that I was reading, they show an interview with the mom and her, with the mom of the child. His mom's name was Joyce. And she says that she didn't realize at the time that she was you know, praying that they were actually going to um, record the time of death. But she said she just recognized that she was in dire need of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that in the movie, you see that desperation and mm -hmm. you see that moment where the doctors couldn't do anything. She couldn't do anything. And she recognized that she needed God for this miracle. Yeah. I, I, you know, as a, as a parent, you know, you can't help but to put yourself in her shoes, um, you can't help but to be like, you know, to be instantaneously transported uh, to that person's shoes and be like, oh, my God, what if that was my son? What if that was my daughter? Um, and, you know, and maybe that's why it, it tugged more at my heartstrings because of that, because, you know, that as a parent already, I'm very protective. Yeah. You know, I'm very um, I'm the type of parent that wakes up in the middle of the night, make sure he's breathing, make sure that the doors are locked, like, 
You know, I'm I'm that type of parent where there's some parents that they could they knock out and it's not even right. a worry. I worry, you know, I'm uh, every morning when I drop uh, my son off at the babysitter, you know, I'm like, I'm like, babe, you're going to have a good day. He's like, yes, daddy. I'm like, you're going to be safe. Yes, daddy. And then I'm like, OK, you know, be safe. I'll see you later. Make a little prayer, all that good stuff. And that's every day with him, because even though I trust wholeheartedly the person that I'm leaving with him, I'm leaving him with, you know, it's still you still have that little thing in your heart. And maybe it's your that's child, just, yeah. you know, maybe it's just paranoia, whatever, where you're like, OK, you know, God protect them. Um, and even, you know, for our, for our for our son, which I guess in another um, podcast we'll speak about the son that I that we will be adopting in the future, which in, God had shown that I um, I guess we spoke about this more in another podcast or whatever in a dream showed me. Uh, who he was and ever since I had that dream my wife and I you know when we pray for our, our son we pray for our kids we don't only pray for the son that we actually have we pray for the son uh, that God is going to be giving us in the future as well you know and it's just that 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 you want that covering that protection because you know that in a world like the one that we live in at the moment anything can happen you know any an accident can happen a mistake can happen you know something natural can happen like just randomly like you know anything can happen where it'll put you in a situation like Joyce was with her son where he was he was gone he yeah. was declared the doctors didn't officially declare it but they were about to declare about that to. he is gone and she you know in her moment and you know we speak and I speak about this a lot where I've mentioned many times before that, you know, prayer is important and, you know, prayer is good, but you have to do more than prayer. Yeah. But this is a situation where prayer was the only thing left at her disposal. Mm -hmm. Like the doctors had already tried everything. They were doing CPR. I think it was like for 27, 27 minutes. minutes. They were doing CPR in him for 27 minutes. They were doing everything that they could. And the minute she walked in, she she recognized whether you want to say mother intuition, whether you want to say discernment of the Holy Spirit, whatever it was, she recognized something is off. And she cried out to God. She was like, God, Holy Spirit, I need you to save my son. Yeah, she said that she grabbed his feet and started praying. And within moments of praying, they got a pulse. Yeah. And she says that the room was packed with people. You know, the man that was giving John CPR entered the room. And the minute that his heart started beating, everybody like jumped into action yep. and got information and started doing everything that they needed to do. And I found so interesting that the doctor... Um, you know, that was his doctor that was there immediately after everything wrote a note and mm -hmm. kind of, you know, summarized everything. Yes. And, you know, looking at the doctor's perspective of things, imagine doing all you can on the medical end and on the scientific end and realizing that there's nothing else that you can do. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, there's a pulse. Yeah. You know, it's like there has to be that little bit inside of you that may feel some type of guilt or some type of, wow, we were about to, you know, record his time of death. Maybe it was something I missed or maybe it was this, maybe it was that. But then there's also the other side that knows only God could have done this. Yeah. You know, this was a true miracle. And, you know, the doctor says all the resources of this world are being thrust upon this young man with no indication except the cold reality of a young life snuffed out before our very eyes. But the interventions of modern medicine are not what John's mother was counting on. Spiritual warfare is what she called this. No sooner did John's mother call on the Holy Spirit to bring her son back to her than the monitor started that rhythmic beat. A pulse could be felt in his groin, groin and his 
Cordoid. Cordoid artery. I also don't know that John Smith will ever be the same as he was before he fell through the ice, but I know that God can do more than we ever imagined. I know that God has given us a gift, even if it is only for a few days. I was privileged to witness a miracle. I was preparing myself to give a mother the final bad news that her son was gone from this world, but she had more faith in God than I did. She called on God and God brought him back. The Holy Spirit came in that room and started that boy's heart once again. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful, you know, for a doctor to recognize this and and give the credit to whom the credit is due. due. Yeah. You know, that this was not something with, within our reach. This was not something that we did. She called out on God. God came and God answered and yep. God did what God needed to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it because then I don't want to give you guys uh, all the details of the movies. But there were a lot of things that yeah. God aligned for this to happen and for everything to happen after the fact or whatever. And, and I, him kind of getting his pulse back was yeah. just the beginning. Yes. Of everything else that happened yes. after that. Yeah. And, it, and it's quite impacting and quite um, mind opening that, you know, when God does something, he does it perfectly. And, you know, there's times that we're like, God, you know, God, you're so silent or, you know, God, I don't see you or whatever. But there are times that God is doing stuff and he's putting things in his place that you have no idea that he's putting them into the place, into its place until something happens and everything falls in place. And then you're like, oh, wow, you know, only God could have had, you know, all those things be aligned at that moment, at that time for this purpose in order for it to work the way that it did. And, you know, that that's, you know, that's the God that we serve, a yeah. God who, you know, in our in our toughest times, in our times of need. And, you know, when we need him to come through and when and the breakthroughs that we need him to, uh, to do in our life, you know, he does them. And when he does them, he does them perfectly. He may not do it the way that you wanted it, because I'm pretty sure Joyce didn't want, you know, Joyce believed in God. Joyce had a relationship with God. She didn't need God to 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 do this whole big production, you know, with her son and all this other stuff or whatever. Like that wasn't something that she needed. But there was a bigger purpose as to why God allowed for something like this to actually happen. So there are times that we don't need certain things to happen in our life. But when they do happen and we see God's hands move in those situations, then we see the ripple effect or the impact it has on those around us. Yeah. And I think this poses and raises the question that so many people ask themselves. And it's, you know, do miracles still happen? Does God still perform miracles? You know, I think a lot of times and we hear this so often that, you know, back when I was growing up in the church, back in mm -hmm. the day, you know, this would happen and the blind would see and people were getting out of wheelchairs and all of this stuff. And, you know, it's unfortunate that right now we may not see that as much as much, you know, it Even does happen. There, was, there, there was are video. videos. Yeah. The one and that I'm, recently happened. Yeah. And I'm sure there are many other, you know, incidents of people that have experienced the miracle that just we don't know about yeah you know but um i think there's that overwhelming um question of you know individuals asking does god still perform miracles mm -hmm. can god still do it mm -hmm. you know we look at the current circumstance the current status of this world and everything that's you know happening and you know we look at just 
you know, going to hospitals to visit certain people that may be sick or just, you know, for minor little things. I mean, yeah. my mom was not too long ago, you know, uh, about a month and a half ago in the hospital for something with her gallbladder. And she was there for a few days. And, you know, being there, seeing all the people coming in and out and seeing mm-hmm. the conditions they were in and the situations they were in. And, you know, there was one night where they were, you know, there was a family crying, you know, in the room next to us. And just, you know, I guess they had received bad news and just wondering and, and, and looking at all those circumstances and all those situations, you know, knowing that there's a God that can do a miracle, mm-hmm. knowing there's a God that's able to do something. And in that moment, it's so hard to see it sometimes. Yeah. It's so hard to believe. And we doubt. And the question is raised, you know, does God still do miracles? You know, I think that God, every minute of every day is performing a miracle. And I think that there are a lot of miracles that God is doing that we're just not either aware of or synced in or you know um the word in in spanish will be atento like paying attention uh uh, to where you know there's things that in your own life you know maybe uh god moved uh certain things from not happening so that you wouldn't have an accident or this wouldn't happen to you or that wouldn't happen to you or whatever um you know there's times that you know i remember um being in a service once and and you know it was a really powerful service and the preacher was going in and you know he was uh praying over healing in the church um and he was uh praying over people that and, and you know what he was saying in his pre in his prayer was there are people here that have sicknesses that they're not even aware of in their body that there's ailments that you have that you have no idea that you have but god is going to heal you of them um and i feel that that is very true that's very powerful that that's very accurate where there's things that are happening in our lives that we're just not aware of mm-hmm. that god is constantly saving us from or healing us from or protecting us from um you know that we don't see the wave of miracles happening the way that they used to back in the day with you know people you know throwing their wheelchair to the side and you know doing three laps doing three laps in the church and all of that or whatever um maybe not as often now um even though you know recently like i was mentioning before we saw this video in brazil with this with this young lady who you know it was a group of young people around her they were in the service and they were praying for her and homegirl got up you know, she started walking and then all of a sudden you saw her running. And, you know, and that is the God that we serve, that he can still do miracles that powerful, that impacting, that visual. You know, I feel like God is moving more on the spiritual. I'm not going to say he's moving more, but it feels like God is moving more on the spiritual, on the internal. But God can still move in the physical, in the visual, um, you know, and maybe the question really is, why is it? that we don't see it as much as we used to back in the day you know is there something that as a church we're not doing is there something that as a church we're lacking in or is it just that the times have changed you know i don't know i personally i think that being in the in the uh, era and time that we're in at the moment where you know social media and facebook and this live that live or whatever i feel like god would be moving more in the physical and in the visual. Um, and maybe that's something that as a church we need to be pushing for and striving for more as well. But to say that if miracles are still happening today in 2018, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. The simple fact that we wake up every day, the simple fact that we have jobs, we're breathing, yeah. that you know we are in our right mind and right state of mind, those are miracles that you know literally God is doing in our lives. And you know moments where 
I mean, I, this has happened where you're driving and, you know, you see an accident and you, you were so close to it or it could have been you and something like that. You know, that's a miracle right there. Yeah. You know, so moments and things that we probably, like you said, aren't even aware of that God is protecting us from or freeing us from. Those are miracles. And I think sometimes we put it in a box where miracles only deal with sicknesses and miracles mm. only happen, you know, when someone's in a wheelchair and they get up or they're blind and they see. But there are other ways that God manifests and performs miracles yes. you know and i think a lot of it comes down to our belief and our faith you know and it's um we live in a time where we have to see it to believe it you know we have to experience it in order to fully be engaged and know it and if it's something that i can't see something i can't touch something i can't experience i'm skeptical about it and mm -hmm. i don't really believe it and we serve a God that we can't see. We serve a God that you can't physically touch, but a God that wants to encounter us, a God that wants to experience us, and a God that will shake us up and will prove that he's real Yes. if you give him that chance yes. to. And I think it's taking that step and being bold, you know, to, you know, give God that chance to work in your life. And for those that have given God that chance that believe that walk by faith each and every day with your disease, with your sickness, or, you know, in that financial crisis, in that situation you're in waiting for a miracle, you know, it's like, all right, God, what are you teaching me? What are you teaching me in this time period? You know, yeah. I'm sick. I'm going through this struggle. I'm going through this sickness. I'm going through this, you know, illness in my life, but what are you teaching me? You know, what are you doing um, around me? I think a lot of times, you know, it's, we focus sometimes on just us, you know, I'm diagnosed with this, I'm sick with this, and we don't realize, okay, God, what are you doing with those around me? A lot of times when people get sick, you know, families get closer and families are brought together. You know, I remember a few years back when my aunt was diagnosed with cancer, that really brought our family together from different areas. And, um, you know, in all of that experience, so many different things happened where we saw God's hand move, mm -hmm. you know, and she went through that stage in her life. She got through it. She was on remission and she's been cancer free ever since, you know, but it took for her to literally surrender and I remember that Christmas when we got the news, it was like a horrible Christmas that year because that was the news that we received. And shortly after that, she started chemo and it had been a few months since we seen her. And I remember going to see her the, for the first time after her, you know, first set of chemo where she had lost all her hair. She had lost, you know, the color of her skin. She looked very sick and everyone was upset and kind of crying and hugging her. And she's there and she's like, you know, you're not supposed to be crying. I'm supposed to be crying. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I'm OK. I'm going to be fine. You know, God's in control. And it really takes that faith and that belief in God to say, you know what, God, I may not get it. I may not understand, but I surrender. Yeah. And it's funny because in the trailer, that's how they end it. You know, where the mom is there, you know, speaking and praying and crying out. And she says, I surrender. Yes. And I think the power that lies when you surrender and when you give up that control, when you give up, you know, your need to do things and your need to know what's happening. That's when God begins to move. Absolutely. And I think that it's also important that for those of us that have experienced miracles in our lives to testify of them, you know, you know, last year when we went through our financial situation that was really, really hard for us or whatever, you know, one day I woke up on a Sunday morning and found an envelope with money sitting on my doorstep. 
And, you know, and it was something that was a blessing for us. And in my humanness, uh, at first, I didn't want to testify in, in church because I didn't want nobody in my business. You know, like I, didn't, I didn't want nobody to know that we were going through a hard time financially. Uh, but I was like, you know what? No, it's important for me uh, to testify that God is still doing his thing. and God is still working and God is still, you know, there for us in our times of need. So it's important that when you are going through a situation and God works in your favor and that, that miracle happens, that you testify about it. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't be greedy with it you know share it because people are blessed when they see other people be blessed as well you know that imp that testimony that you have about you know god healing you or god you know you know financially blessing you or god doing whatever it was you know stepping in he saved you he protected you whatever it was um will impact and bless and minister to other people that are maybe in the same situation as you and they're just waiting they're just with, you know, they have their ticket, they have their number and they're just waiting for their number to be called, you know, so that God can do what he needs to do in their life. So it's important that, you know, when we have these awesome stories to share them, it's important to testify them. It's important to preach about that the God that you're serving is still doing miracles. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the movie Breakthrough that comes out Easter of 2019. Um, and if you right now are in need of a breakthrough and you're in a place in your life where you've done all you can and you, you know, don't know what to do next and you've gone through all your resources, you know, turn to God and give him that opportunity, give him that chance and surrender. Um, you know, we're not exempt from experiencing miracles of God. You know, it's yeah. not just for a select group of people. It's not just for people in a certain state or a certain country. You know, God wants to move in our lives. God wants to work in our lives. Um, so let's give him the opportunity and the room to do that. So if you need a breakthrough right now, just know that you can call out to God, you can surrender to God, and he can give you that breakthrough. It may not show up the way you expect it. It may not look the way you want it to look. It may not happen the way you thought it would happen. But God is an expert at sometimes surpassing, you know, our expectations going above and beyond where we never thought God would have resolved our issue or brought closure or, you know, came through the way he did. Yeah. And a lot of times those are the best type of breakthroughs where it's like, man, I did not see this coming. I didn't know God was going to do it this way, but God came through. So be sure to check out that movie next year. We'll be talking yes. about it leading up to it um, as we get more information on it and, you know, some more trailers. I'm sure they'll do some more clips and things like that. But definitely go check out the trailer. It's titled Breakthrough. Um, we need to go support this movie and just um, continue to have that belief that God is a God of miracles. Yeah, you know, gather the troops if you want to get, you know, your church group to go, a group of friends to go. Um, you know, the good thing about uh, the power of social media is, is that if, you know, if we... If you have a lot of people taking pictures or using the hashtag of the movie or tagging the movie or whatever, and they see the traction and they see that people are actually enjoying the movie or supporting the movie or whatever, it opens up the the space for more movies like these to be produced, to be made, to be put out there, you know, and, you know, I. I'm a believer in the fact that there's power in numbers. You know, when two or three gather together in the name of the Lord, you know, that that goes for this as well. You yeah. Know, be supportive and, you know, go out there and, and make the noise that we need to make. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to the movie. I'm hoping that it's as good as it looks like it's going to be, that it's as impactful, that it does, you know, 
and it's funny because I remember when Passions of Christ came out, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, man, you know, at the end of it, somebody should have been there doing an altar call <laughs> or whatever. Um, and you know what? Be open to if you go to the movies and you go to see this movie and it ministers to someone and on the way out, you overhear a conversation or you overhear something, you know, be ready that if you have to yeah. step in and pray for somebody, I'll be like, hey, you know, I feel from God to pray for you. Have or, that you know, oil whatever. in your bag. <laughs> You know, yeah. you just be ready because you never know. Like these are these are opportunities where God can use to glorify himself, you know. And, you know, that that's all I'm saying. Just that's be a ready good note to put like when we do our movie to put at the end a nice little if you would like to accept Jesus. A yeah. Nice little prayer right there. Yeah, that's it. And you know what? So what if somebody's looking at you sideways at the end of the day, yeah. you know, you're doing God's work and you're being a blessing to other people and you being their miracle. Yeah. When you're desperate, you do whatever you need to do to get that breakthrough. Yes, you know, absolutely. and this is no exception. Yeah. So thank you once again for tuning in. As always, you can reach out to us on all our social media platforms. You know, our. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at God Life Culture. Find us on Facebook, the God Life Culture podcast. You can send us an email at God Life Culture at Gmail dot com. Share this podcast. Share it with someone that, um, you know, will be blessed by it and continue to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode yes so thank you once again to listening uh, to the god life culture podcast that's god, god life culture. culture until next time see ya bye